Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now, Wednesday night on the final night of baseball's winter meetings, MLB Network was going wall-to-wall with all of the stuff that was happening, and Greg Amzinger was talking so much that he lost his voice. So we're going to find out right now via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line whether he has that voice back. Greg, good morning. How are you doing? Um, all right, here we go. I think I'm doing <laughs> fine, Randy. I, I, I think I sound like a frog, um, but I think I'm doing fine at the moment. Yeah. I don't know if it was all the television that I was hosting. I, you know, so many of these baseball fans that make it a point to go to the winter meetings, they really always want to buy me a drink. My issue is saying no. I need to say no. So I mingle at the bar, and it's really loud, and that's not good for Greg's vocal cords. It's just not. That's what you get for being a man of the people. Yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of want to make myself accessible. And it, 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 it's something I need to do because I'm not on social media. I find myself a social butterfly, but not with my thumbs, with my mouth. And that's where I pay for it with my vocal cords. <laughs> hey, Greg, the Cardinals signed uh, Wilson Contreras. What, was your, what were your thoughts on, on that signing and how well it will help the Cardinals ne- next season? You know, I did a segment in San Diego where I, I, I you know, Wilson Contreras, $87.5 million in the St. Louis Cardinals. They come on camera with Sean Casey and Mark DeRosa, and I go, I, I want to ap- apologize to Wilson Contreras. I, I personally want to apologize. I did not do a good enough job talking him up this offseason. And I went to a graphic comparing his 162 averages, right, for his career. And he's a catcher, by the way. He didn't spend a year playing 40 games at first base like Maurer and Posey. He, he's just he's a catcher. Uh, I compared his 162 averages to other catchers. And the guys that, that were comparable to Wilson Contreras are Carlton Fisk, uh, a guy that recently had his 75th birthday, Johnny Bench, um, Yogi Berra, and Gary Carter. Those are the four guys whose offensive numbers and 162 averages are comparable to the 26 home runs and 81 RBIs with an OPS over 800 that Wilson Contreras has posted in a big market, the Chicago Cubs. So people can go back and forth whether or not they like his personality, what have you. But the guy has performed at an incredibly high level. And we all in the media should have been touting him as one of the top catching free agents that we've seen in a very long time. His 162 offensive stats blow away JT Real Mutos when JT was hitting free agency, but we viewed him as a catching juggernaut. And the thing I'll say about his personality is this. And I've said this on the show before, and I said to John Lucelock in San Diego, you know, you assembled a team of, of Eagle Scouts, uh, of, of guys that, that you want your sister to date, <laughs> that are just like wonderful men, wonderful young people, and they all just they follow the rules and do the right things. You know, I know Nolan Arenado will fight anybody, which I love about him. But, but <laughs> you need a guy like Wilson Contreras who's got the spice of life. 
He fits into this team because he doesn't fit into this team. And the Cardinals need to add more of that energy into the roster to make it a championship roster. I really believe it matters. You need that kind of pushback from players, and that's what Wilson Contreras is going to bring to the table. And I will say this finally. He is a huge fan of Yadier Molina. That was one of his idols. He calls him the GOAT, greatest of all time. He admires him. If there were any kind of issues where he wasn't gelling, trust me, a phone call to Yachty, Yachty's on the horn with this guy, chatting him up. So it was a perfect combination of all the things the Cardinals are looking for and what this guy will bring and what he needs in his own career. So I think it's a good deal, great deal. So what do you think is next this offseason for the Cardinals? Are there other moves up Moe's sleeve? You know, as I look to the rotation, the names sound just fine, but man, I still am hung up on the fact that you know, Adam Wainwright had dead arm at the end of the year. He's going to pitch in the World Baseball Classic. you, you got to add another starting pitcher. And, and I was a little bummed that Jose Quintana was not the answer. He got a two-year deal. I don't think I don't think it was a hefty price tag at all uh, what the Mets gave him. I, I, what he was with the Cardinals was nothing but terrific. Over 60 innings, one home run allowed, ERA a hair over two. What more did you need to see? I, I was a little befuddled by that. They need one more starting pitcher because Steven Matz is still the unknown. Uh, Jack Flaherty is still the unknown. There's a lot of unknowns. Mm-hmm. So one more starter, and I think a significant one, not not just you know a throwaway piecemeal starter that maybe can give you a few innings. With Kyle Gibson signed a one-year deal, uh, that that's not what I'm I'm talking about. I'm talking about a guy that that you can lean on a little bit. This is a team that needs to do more than just win the Central. They need to try to vie with the powers of the East and the West to go to the World Series. You can't do that with the starters they have right now. Do you have a, a name in mind? I was telling Randy maybe a Chris Bassett would fit that mold. Do you do you have a name specifically that you could think yeah, of? Yeah, I mean that's a great one. That that's a great one. I, I, I like Sean Manaya. I know a lot of people are like rolling their eyes at what he did in San Diego. Talent wise, you are what you are, okay? This is a kid that before he was injured was in the mix at one point in his amateur career of being a number one overall selection. Uh, and then he was at Indiana State, gets drafted, bounces around. He's great at moments of brilliance with the Oakland A's. Um, he's another guy. He's kind of out there. You know, he's, he's got a big personality. He's a different look. Side armor. Reminds me of John Candelaria, right? It's, 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 it's a different look than the Cardinals have right now in their rotation. And, uh, you know, personally, I was hoping Taiwan Walker would have mm-hmm. been the guy for the Cardinals. But he already got gobbled up by the Phillies. Good by them. But I like Sean Manaya a lot. Chris Bass is going to have a hefty price tag. I think Manaya is due for a bounce back. You can get him on the cheap. Someone that I'm looking at right now. Greg, one of the things that the guys from the really good Cardinal teams, the teams that have played in or won World Series, they talk about having that veteran presence in the bullpen because ordinarily bullpen guys are pretty young. And having guys like Izzy and Russ Springer over the years, Bud Norris a few years ago, Having that veteran presence down there in the bullpen during games really benefited people like Brad Thompson and uh, some of the young relievers that have pitched down there. Do you see a guy out there in free agency that would fit that mold that could be a leader of young relievers? I love this. Yeah, I was just going back in time thinking Frank DePino. Remember him? Yep. Yeah, literally he was pitching with gray hair. One of the great fights fights in Cardinal history. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. No doubt. You know, it is an important thing. You know, you, you got to have that guy. Dan Plesac was what that was. Yep. You know, for years, 
he was the glue guy pitching into his late 30s uh, with multiple teams, the Blue Jays, the Phillies, the Pirates, the Cubs. Uh, Adam Adovino, to me, uh, would be a great fit for the Cardinals. Um, he is sort of a uh, over-focuser, but his preparation is on par with every starting pitcher out there. I mean, when Garrett Cole signed with the Yankees, he only worked out with Adam Adovino before his first year in the Bronx. Adam Adovino is a preparer. He is a studier. He knows all of the hitters that he might face in big situations. And I think that preparation, that mentality, he's ready. He's someone that can only go to a team that's ready to win right now. Hey, Greg. He just did. He'd be perfect. Hey, Greg, what are your thoughts on uh, what the San Diego Padres are doing? They were trying to be in on, on Aaron Judge. They end up signing Xander Bogarts to an 11-year deal. What, what have you thought about their uh, offseason so far? All right, so I think they're, they're playing this uh, to, to help two things. They are not going to get a lot out of Fernando Tatis Jr. Shoulder surgery, ask any guy that's ever had it. Sean Casey, my dear friend, had it. it. took me a year and a half to bounce back. So they're not expecting Tatis to be close to what he was uh, because of the shoulder surgery. So they're worried about him for 2023. Now you got Manny Machado, who's their best player. He can opt out after 2023. So they looked at the 2023 winter meetings a year from now going, will there be talent available that will be as good as what we're looking at right now? Turner, Bogarts, you know, Correa, Swanson. And they said no. So they got ahead of a problem that they're going to have potentially in a year from now. So if Machado opts out, and more than likely he will if he has another great year in the mix for an MVP, he's always had a dream of being the third baseman of the New York Yankees. He idolized Alex Rodriguez growing up. So I would be shocked if that's where his sights were set. And if you're going to spend this much money on Aaron Judge, Manny Machado with Aaron Judge would make a lot of sense. So he opts out. Bogarts, he signed, gave him way too much money. He's a legacy player. He wanted to stay in Boston like Judge wanted to stay in the, with the uh, Bronx. And yet they overpaid to get him away from his legacy. You're going to take the decision out of the player's hands. When, when your legacy team says, we're not going to pay you $200 million, and another team goes, forget it, 210 Here's 282, 280 million. Now you don't have a decision anymore. You obviously have to do that. It's what Robbie Cano did with the Seattle Mariners. The Mariners paid him away from his legacy. So that they needed a player to fill the void in case Machado opts out next year. And then Tatis, after a year of recovering, which is what I think the season's going to be, he'll be in the outfield. He moves back to shortstop. That's their backup plan, and that's why they went and got Bogarts. All right, Greg, two more things. 90 seconds on one, the other one will be really easy. Talk about legacy. Dansby Swanson grew up in Atlanta. Why is Dansby Swanson the brave that they aren't bringing back? They've got everybody else under long-term contracts. Why not Swanson there, and where does he land? Look, behind the scenes, you just don't know who meshes and who doesn't. You know, to media, people go, love the guy. Right, we love Freddie Freeman. Oh, well, look at his numbers; he's amazing. What a gentleman! Says all the right things. Plays every day. Why wouldn't the Braves bring him back? But we're not in the clubhouse, and that's a 162 game grind. These guys travel together. They eat together. They chat all the time. So, if the guy isn't exactly the personality fit with the players they're invested in for the next 10 years. And they've got plenty of players like that. Uh, Acuna, Albies, Austin Riley. They are committed to so many of their young players. Michael Harris. If the guy's not a personality fit, which I think that was the case for Freddie Freeman, hmm. uh, Acuna. Acuna's the guy. They're, they're, they're ride or die with Acuna. Yeah, right. right? Not Freddie Freeman. 
I, I think they look at it like we got Vaughn Grissom, a 21-year-old who came up and played great last year, and we're going to let him have that spot. And guess what? He'll probably be great because that's what the Braves do. More than likely, he'll be the rookie of the year because they had the top two rookies in the National League this past year. So they don't need to bring him back. It's not like they're going to go sign Carlos Correa to play shortstop like they did last year by acquiring Matt Olson. I, I think the Braves will be just fine. I think Swanson will be playing for the Red Sox. And my last question is about Correa. The Giants are kind of like the Cardinals. They love having stars. They don't have a star. They missed out on Judge. Does Correa land in San Francisco? He's holding them hostage, Randy, right now. <laughs> when Bogarts got 11 for 280, he was already with an eyebrow up when we saw Trey Turner get $300 million. Carlos Correa knows the Giants need to sign him. That he, without a doubt, uh, if he signs for less than $350 million, I'll be shocked. The Giants cannot enter this offseason without a big ticket item. They can't. And bringing back Carlos Rodon isn't the answer. They have to sign Carlos Correa and give him a bigger contract than Trey Turner got. And I think it's going to happen. Your voice sustained throughout this entire 12-and-a-half-minute segment. It was spectacular. Dulcet. Thank you, but I'm about to lose it because today is stag day at my club. So it's a one-club golf tournament. It's an amazing, funny comedian lunch, and I'll probably be overserved. So I'm going to lift there, <laughs> lift back, and I will have no voice, no voice at the end of this night. Greg, one quick note, 30 seconds here. Back in the day, they used to, I think they still have it, a one-club, one-ball tournament over at Forest Park on uh, April Fool's Day. I used a five-iron one day, and this is when they had the golf balls that had the rubber bands below the, the outer coating. I knocked the, over, uh, the outer coating off the ball. I ended the tournament with a rubber band, like a, a, a wound-up <laughs> rubber band. That was my one-ball, one-club tournament. Did they did they test you for PEDs after the tournament? Oh, no, I, mean, I hit a lot of bad shots. What, what's your club, by the way? What club are you using today? Uh, oh yeah, so I learned my lesson. I play in this every year. I used to go like a six iron, seven iron. Uh-huh. No, the guys that win, they go they go big. You go three wood because you can putt with it. And everyone goes, "What if you get in a bunker, man?" Try putting with an iron. It's terrible. <laughs> it's awful either way you go. Yeah. The don't go in the bunker. That's what I'll try not to do today. Have a great time. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Great work this week by you and your entire crew at the winter meetings for MLB Network. Oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. Okay? Yeah. See you later. That's the great Greg Amzinger on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plug Door Chris Howard. University of Michigan QB J.J. McCarthy makes bold predictions but doesn't fulfill them, and Ohio State kicker Noah Ruggles misses an opportunity to etch his name in Buckeye lore. Fans love their teams and the players. That is, until they don't. When it comes to finger-pointing, you'll find no greater antagonist than the fan. Why? Because it means more to them, or so they believe. As a former player, nothing angers me more than armchair charlies accusing the teams of overlooking opponents or blaming players for providing bulletin board material. But leading up to the game, the fan is the one talking the most, boasting the most. When the team is winning, it's a lot of we talk. But when the team loses, it turns into they lost. You will never know what those moments feel like because you didn't put in the work to earn those feelings from those moments. That's the great thing about being part of a team. You win as a team, you lose as a team. We cry, we console our brother, we don't point the finger, we go back to work, back to the early morning workouts, the hill sprints, back to the bloody noses and broken bones. Why? because it really means more to us. 
Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.